1: Hey everyone, I'm Eric. This is my wife Julie and our little dog Puck. Puck. We are the Blended Life. If you guys are watching this live on YouTube or on YouTube after the fact, this is our little puppy. This is Puck. So tonight's episode
0: tonight we're talking about jealousy, but not in the way you think. Jealousy that a step parent has. Okay. We're going to talk about feeling like you have a gag order in your own home. Like your home isn't your safe place. You can't do what you want, say what you want. We're going to talk about finances. We have two questions about finances. One about combining finances after marriage Mm -hmm. and one about child support, your favorite topic. (laughs) Okay. We'll end with that because I know it's a a passionate subject for you. So. Okay. Yeah. Where
1: do we want to start? Then? Well,
0: last week you had, I just am going to keep asking you because I'm so curious. Uh, you had something you wanted to talk about, and we have room to talk about.
1: Yeah, we already talked about this, though, and I have no idea what it is. So I know. Next. I just thought I would
0: bring it up. All right. Sweet. So somebody wrote in and asked if we could talk about jealousy, but the jealousy that, because jealousy is a very common thing, I think, in every household, never mind blended family households, but. Mm-hmm um, specifically wanted us to kind of talk about jealousy that exists for the step parent in the home. And I think it's twofold. I think it's, and we kind of touched on this a couple episodes ago, but jealousy for, um, like the relationship that the bio parent. So the spouse has with their kid. And I think it can be read two ways, right? Like Jealous that they don't have it themselves, mm-hmm. or jealous that husband isn't attentive or wife isn't attentive to them because their child's taking away that attention. Okay, yeah, so there's two ways that this could go. So like
1: your kids are home, and I'm jealous because you and your kids are or you're spending all your time with your kids, and I'm not just necessarily so wrapped up
0: and you feel like you're dismissed or pushed aside. Okay. There's that jealousy. Right. And then the other jealousy issue is, you know, if you're seeing that relationship and that bond and you're like missing your kids. I'm like, I wish
1: I had that I wish my child
0: was here or I wish I had that too and I don't type of a thing. Yeah. See, jealousy is very, it's so dangerous because it just infiltrates everything if you let it. Like, I could name 20 different ways you could be jealous about... A step-parent could be jealous about the relationship I feel, Yeah,
1: and I feel like you struggle a little more in that department than I do. And I'm not, like, trying to call you out and be like, you're you're a jealous human being or... You know what I mean? But I feel like hmm. when... I feel like...
0: I've struggled with part of this for sure. Right, Yeah. right.
1: I. But I feel like when... My son's here, and the bond that we have, and your kids aren't here. Like you fall a little bit more into that, that that depression or whatever you know you're talking about. Where mm-hmm. I don't really have that. I'm like I have no kids. <laughs> you're with I your think kids. I
0: experience that more when your son's not here,
1: and and your kids are here, or no one's here.
0: Like I think that I have struggled with it when. Your son's not here and he's with his mom. Okay. And you're complete total access to him when he's gone.
1: Oh, that okay, 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 I see. So you're having the so jealousy So my jealousy
0: that. issue is, yes, like I see how, and it's a lot to do with co-parenting. Well, maybe not even co-parenting. It's about that there's just no, you're not cock block from your son.
1: Right, yeah. He FaceTimes me. And he doesn't feel guilty
0: about calling you or, or talking to you. If you, you happen to see him often when it's not your week, you know, like there'll be times where you get to like see him and, and there's that freedom to have connection with your son when he's not in your presence, which I think makes like Eric has a week on week off schedule. And I think that works for them because your son and you and vice versa. When he's here, he also talks to his mom. He's
1: totally allowed to talk to a h- lot. his mom anytime he wants. It's not like, Hey, you can't call right. your mom or anything like that. Like he has total free reign between both households. And, and I think yeah. we've talked about this before, unless it's, he's grounded for something because it's a and it, It's a big time punishment and right. his phone's just taken away. But if he ever comes to me, he's like, Hey, I really want to just talk to mom. It you give him your phone. It, exactly. It, or right. I would give him his phone for the time being and be like, here, you make the phone call, yeah. you know, but I want your phone back as soon as you're done. So it's never, and in, in vice versa. He's been grounded from his phone at, at his mom's house before, mm-hmm. but he'll still call me, but he'll yeah. call me from her phone, not his device. You know, so neither of us ever have blocked one another, you know, in, in, in recent history.
0: <laughs> right, <laughs> in and then no times. one's made him feel guilty or ashamed or bad or like it's wrong to want to talk to either parent right and so i get i have i, I accept it now i don't really struggle with jealousy well tell us a little anymore. bit about
1: your situation because yours is not what we just described
0: yeah so my kids did not have the freedom to talk to me when they were little so and the problem, it's it's looser now that they're older and they have their own phones. Usually it gets
1: looser as you get older. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys.
0: Wow, we're talking about kids and being loose. Anyways.
1: Yeah, isn't that the reason? Dude. It's the reason for the season.
0: Yeah, so, but the problem with, um, so even though it's better now because they have their own phones and things have, you know, things calm down with time. But the problem is, is in the very beginning when emotions were heightened and everything was really like, um, everything was really, really hard. I think for everyone in the beginning, it's really, really hard, right? right? It was hard for you guys too. Totally.
1: And you're feeling everything out. You don't know what to expect. You don't know how to react. You don't know how the other party's going to react. Yeah. It's always just a little bit of that guessing game. And you have a lot more emotions involved in the whole situation, than yeah. you do when it, you know, as it
0: Absolutely, goes and everything's just so elevated and extra in the beginning. So for my kids, though, they were not allowed to talk to me, and my ex had his very valid to him reasons why that wasn't okay. So my kids would go to his house, and it was like they weren't allowed to call me. I wasn't allowed to call them, and it was like, when my kids are with me they're dead to you or you're dead to them like it was completely and so i i really want to tell you hey heather sister i see you um i just making i want to see your hearts while you're
1: making shout outs real quick erica hey she says you guys are the best i listen to you guys like eight hours a day (laughs) and i'm not going to say where she says she watches us from but Uh, (laughs) thanks for the support we appreciate you and thanks
0: carrie carrie ordered nails for me yeah so thanks girl for For that for her color street We're gonna have to get a review anyway um so hey everyone and real quick if you guys are watching for
1: the first time and you guys are live hit that subscribe button i want to see if
0: (laughs) It works. Our magical button works again. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Back on track. Back on track. The problem with doing doing such drastic things in the beginning and letting your emotions lead is like, we're like eight years later or however long. Maybe right. I don't it's, know. Yeah,
1: forever later. And decade. my
0: kids have this shame and guilt and like wrongness instilled in them when it comes to talking to me when they're at their dad's house. So even if it's not an issue anymore and it's kind of lax and they can, it was ingrained in them from a very young age. Like you will not talk to your mom. Talking to your mom is bad. Like there was some, not even if that wasn't said the fact that they were withheld, I was withheld from them. um, That made it seem wrong. Like even if you're not actually saying that it's wrong and bad, when you are um, withholding or you're, um, I don't know, what is it called? When you're having them behave, you know what I mean? Right,
1: right. It, yeah, it it's, affects it's, them. It's, it, it creates okay. something I'm not going to call it them. brainwashing, but it's a form of uh, manipulation, brainwash. I don't think it's intended to be so derogatory with that type of wording you know No, but, but it that's...
0: instills in them this shame this guilt this wrongness about talking to their other parent and it just lasts so even if you relax into it later or we all grow up and move on and we just don't give a shit no more anymore
1: ain't no more
0: ain't no more it's still <laughs> like it it matters i guess that's what i am so trying to my point here is Point that is, it matters. And it matters when your kids are young. If you don't want your kids to be little assholes when they're older, <laughs> right? You have to set boundaries as infants. You don't let your kids just keep biting your arm, right? Like Who you tell them to? no, oh, <laughs> Heather. <laughs> <happened to> Heather. <laughs> Heather's so, kid bit the babysitter
1: and now <laughs> looks like <laughs> he got smashed with a hockey puck. <laughs> anyway. Hey, Carrie. Hey, Vic. How are you guys?
0: <laughs> so... Um, yeah, I just wanna impress upon you. So, um, and my kids when my kids were here, it wasn't that way. Like I've always told my kids they could call I just didn't think that was right. So it it So wasn't, am I to
1: hear you have an open door policy.
0: I do. Yeah. I, I feel like kids should have access to their parents. Hundred percent. Like unless I, there's I,
1: something like totally weird and it's like supervised visits and there's a reason why they're in
0: prison. Yeah, it's
1: like it's something it's something in you, you and if there's that something in your relationship, like, you know what that something is. But if it's like, hey, we co-parent or we don't co-parent very well, but the kids have a good relationship with yeah. the other family. You know, it's everything's just, fine. Let
0: them love their parents. It's only good for them. And shout out to sto- stories of a bonus parent. Who's that? I don't know. That's Brooke.
1: Oh, hi, Brooke. <laughs>
0: Sorry, wow, that's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed for you. It's fine. Well,
1: I don't. I do hey not run. I, you guys. I don't run our social media accounts. I run our YouTube. It's okay. She was on here a couple lied. weeks ago. It's no big deal. I know. I should know these things. You should know these things. Sorry, Brooke. Uh,
0: but Brooke also points out too, which I'm. You know, comment away, you guys. We love this. Um, that it's emotional abuse she feels like withholding a parent it could be you know yeah it affects kids when you're affecting a kid everything
1: affects kids though i mean sleeping eating (laughs) bathing tv they watch what kind of bathing video games they play if they don't bathe enough you know if they're not master bathers then they aren't gonna have sorry
0: like why do i get in trouble for saying things if they're not good at bathing
1: if they're not master bathers if they're not good at bathing (laughs) They're not masters at it, then they okay. have poor hygiene, and that affects them. I feel like that affects kids as they go through life, poor right?
0: Poor hygiene just affects your health.
1: That's right. So as you go through life. Well, yeah,
0: like, did you know there is a correlation between your mouth and your heart? So, like, if you have gingivitis or gum issues, mm-hmm. it's a it's a heart issue. Like, it affects your heart, too. FYI, yeah. Google it. And Don't teeth look issues it can affect Don't the
1: brain and... Yeah, we watched a lot of house, you guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brooke says Puck's her dog.
1: Hi, Puck Puck. Yeah. This is Puck, you guys.
0: Puck says hi. <laughs> um. So anyway, but that's one type of jealousy that I have struggled with. Just like it's so, unf- like it's just I so wish I could talk to my kid and then you get to. Mm-hmm. And I think the hardest part of jealousy, and I've said this before on here, but when there's jealousy that exists like with a step parent in the relationship with the bio parent and their kid. And, or even jealousy and co-parenting, right? Like sometimes people have it really rough and the other spouse has it really easy. And you're like so jealous of that because everything's a fucking argument. Okay, here we go, so guys. so hard. The problem though with jealousy is that there's such a lack of empathy between the married people. In the relationship. Okay. And I have struggled a lot with that too. Like you have no idea what it's like to have your child be away from you and not be able to contact you.
1: Um, I did for a little while at the very, very beginning, like when we dealt with stuff and it was, you know, not being able to see my stepdaughter for a while there. Um, and that really affected me. So uh, having it be long-term, like with the stuff you deal with, you know, like that would be a lot harder. And I feel like a big reason. Uh, I mean, my son and I have always been so so close, like since he was born. But I feel like as he grows up and as he gets older, it helps. You know, kind of, kind of keep our relationship solid that we are able to continue to just have the day to day interaction and contact. Mm-hmm. As we both please. You know, something happens throughout the day and he's excited about it or something happens and I'm excited about it and I want to tell him about something, then we're free to call one another where you have to wait. And I mean, it could be something like your son got his driver's permit a couple of weeks ago and it wasn't on our time and you had to wait to find out how to go. What you know, what happened, like was everything great? You know, what kind of score did you get? Blah blah blah. You don't get the details until it is nor do i get time. the
0: information it's not like like i knew he was gonna go but it wasn't like here's the time date mm-hmm. and place so come and be there for that right you know um so that that's a hard pill to swallow it's 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 a hard to swallow when it's in your face all the time it's hard to swallow when it sometimes it's just you leave the situation like it's hard for me And I just have to walk away because it's my issue, not yours. And I think that that's the other rub that's really weird with jealousy in this situation is that it's not like I would wish things different for you, right? Like I would never want you- It's jealousy on
1: your part. It's like- You wish things were different for you. Yes.
0: Right. And so sometimes you have to just remove yourself from the situation so that you can distract yourself and, you know- get your mind going in a different direction. What's a
1: couple or a few good examples of things you do to remove yourself from a situation?
0: Um, well, gosh, these days I'm super busy. So, so it,
1: doesn't
0: matter. it it helps to be busy, right? Like um, I'm going to school to become a health and life coach, which I'm well on my way, but that takes up a lot of time. right? So I have a lot of work to do. Um, and so if I need a distraction, pouring myself into schools, great. Pouring myself into the color street business I'm doing is great. I'm part of a woman's Bible study group. So doing that work is great. Um, exercising, yep. you know, I exercise a ton and that endorphin release helps. Like if I'm in a shitty mood, I'm usually better after you and I go for a walk after or we release some dolphins. Yeah. yeah or after i exercise like that kind of shifts my mood um you know sometimes i'll watch a mindless show um <laughs> hang out with a friend care to
1: tell us what kind of shows you I watch
0: love, okay real housewives of salt lake city is crazy
1: is <laughs> yeah, there anyway, seven of them and they're P.S. all from the same household <laughs>
0: No, that's in your fantasy. No, it's
1: not.
0: Yeah, I've seen that. Like, look at that. Look at that gleam. No, I've seen that polygamy show that you watch, and it's
1: super weird.
0: Oh my gosh, I love it. Um, Sister Wives. Uh Sister Wives is one of my most favorite shows. I'm so intrigued. Anyone else watch Sister Wives? It is amazing. Although the poor husband never gets a break because he's literally like one house to one house to one house to one house to one. Like, there's no. It's it's Phenomenal. No. Shout out to Extina 408 who won.
1: 408, that is. Yes, you said uh, this. San, that's uh, And she said yes, she's San from Jose. San Jose. Yeah, 408.
0: So she won our book giveaway oh, for a special friend. Yes, does she so love I, it? Well, I have to read what she wrote in on our Instagram. Okay. She said, "Um, dear husband read the story to the kids twice when asked – when I asked the youngest the next day who his dad's special friend is, he said me. Oh, that's Aww, sweet. all like I could... <laughs> that's so, so cute. So, I'm glad you got it. Congratulations. Yeah. If you guys need a book about introducing a um, significant other into your kids' lives, go get a special friend um, by Tamar Burris. I yeah. probably... I. By memory I'm saying that, but it's a great book. Um, you can go on our Instagram, we have it on there too. So um anyway, Brooke says that she does her nails, she goes for walks, she watches ninety day fiance. What kind
1: of nails does she do?
0: She does Color Street. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean our dogs are a good distraction. If I need to love on something because I'm feeling sad, it helps when sure I have me, him. Oh, huh? you're with your son. Oh yeah. So it helps to have, you know, an animal that you can go love on and stuff. And um, I don't know, it's it's a good thing to do to redirect your brain off of that path. Because if you stay in that jealousy mindset, it's very toxic and it will ruin your day and in turn ruin everyone else's day. But let's talk about the jealousy. Um, I have a really great relationship with my kids. So I don't know if I've ever been jealous of your relationship with like, straight up like I see your relationship with your son, and I'm jealous because mm-hmm. i l I'm content with my own. Right. So I've not really struggled with that. Right. But let's talk about what if there's a step parent who maybe doesn't have kids, you know, and is jealous of, you know, gosh, my significant others always being pulled away by his or, you know, his or her kid, always being, you know, distracted like always chooses them above me well yeah that's well we
1: have we've interviewed people like that before and we actually didn't release that video but we have you know a, a, a mutual friend who deals with that type of stuff and it does make it a very lonely depressing world because it's like well why can't I have that and you know this relationship looks one way or um a lot of I wouldn't even call it um I wouldn't call it like jealousy, but a lot of times parents and step parents are very judgmental of other relationships. Maybe not even a jealous capacity, but the capacity that they don't necessarily agree with the way that you
0: should be doing it differently. You shouldn't be doing that. Right, right. That's not okay. Yeah. So maybe jealousy and judgmental are inter- interchangeable here. Right. That's an interesting thing to get, consider and get curious about if you're feeling some certain way about your significant other and their children. Yeah.
1: But I think, um, again, something I tout every single week, I swear now, um, is if you get to that point, um, the jealousy or, you know, the resentful or, um, you're just, you're feeling like an outsider, Mm -hmm. have a conversation, you know, talk Mm -hmm. with your spouse and tell them how you're feeling because maybe you're jealous of the relationship But somehow you can become a part of that relationship, you know, to a stronger, a different, a different capacity there that you're not the third wheel. You're not the outsider, but now you're a part of that. And when you're a part of something, who's jealous of something they're a part of, right? It's always, it's always the other person doing something differently than what you want to be doing that you're jealous of. But if it's you
0: Mm -hmm.
1: being part of something, Mm -hmm there's nothing there for you to be jealous of, right?
0: Yeah. And I and I think that if your significant other isn't picking up that you just need to be pulled into the situation, it's okay to let them know like, "Hey, I'm feeling like an outsider here. It's awkward. It doesn't feel good, and I'm just wondering where I exist in our home." You know, like you can put it like that and that isn't attacking. Because the worst thing you can do is an attack um, or, a bio parent and the relationship they have with their right. child. It's it won't go well. It won't go in your favor. They will stop hearing you. So if you tell, if you frame it like I'm feeling this way, like I feel like an outsider, I'm feeling awkward. You know, like all the things I said. I think that they will. Well, why do you feel that way? Like, let's fix it. A yeah. Good,
1: or know. if or if you're like. You know, I I notice when, you know, your kids here, um, you guys, are, you're a little more distant or maybe I'm a little more distant. You know, what can we do to change that? What can we do to stay stronger and more united when all of us are together? You know, is there something that I could do that, you know, would help your situation, mm. you know, help bring me into the situation or help bring you guys into where I am? You know, d- yeah. don't always point the finger at someone else because a lot of times it's just about us. Like, why haven't we changed the situation? You always you always want to put the blame on someone else why you're not a part of the situation. But at the end of the day, it's you that's not a part of the situation. So all, all we can do is control ourselves. So what can I change to become a part of the situation or um, make it a more comfortable environment for all of us to be around each other? Yeah.
0: And a lot of times a bio parent is unaware. Oh, for sure. So if there, you know, none of us are mind readers as bio parents. And so usually we are so wrapped up in what's going on with our kids and life. Like we may be unaware you're having any type of feeling about anything. And so it's kind of hard for anyone to address an issue they know nothing about. So it is, you know, if you're having jealousy issues and, Um, and just being vulnerable, even if they're not valid, allow your spouse or significant other to have the opportunity to put those to rest or to at least know what's going on so they can, you know, maybe it's the wink factor.
1: The wink factor. (laughs) 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 Like
0: maybe the fix to your jealousy is like your spouse sees you across the room and just gives you a little like... (laughs) you know like a little wink like a little hey like oh. just like a little i see you i i acknowledge you're here something because i can tell you like something so little just a wink or like an acknowledgement like a sweet intimate <laughs> acknowledgement you know right would be like stop laughing at my winking <laughs> um but that can calm someone's brain down to be like oh he sees me right You know what I'm trying to say? Mm -hmm. Like you can find ways to make your spouse feel special without having to take time away from your kids or having to be like, I have to pick one or the other. It doesn't have to be that way, but you as the spouse can do little things, you know, leave a little love note. Like maybe you just have to make a little extra effort, which takes, which is free. This is free. (laughs) For you. (laughs) Received. (laughs) Maybe it's just, you know, it's free little things that just mean so much. Little things mean so much. So I think that there's fixes about it, but I think it has to be talked about. And I think ultimately you have to redirect your brain. When you're dealing with jealousy of any kind, it's helpful to do something to snap you out of it, redirect your thoughts, distract you, get a life. And I don't usually know. at
1: that point you're like glasses half empty mindset anyways, right? So if you can do something to kind of, like you said, redirect your energy or get your dolphins going or whatever it might be, like, that's a good thing.
0: Yeah. And Brooke says that she thinks it's so important for steps and bonuses to have their own self-care time and not get lost in the family biology.
1: Yeah. I mean. So
0: that is so true. Like also, you know, embrace that you need time away from all that. And do stuff that makes you feel good, you know, because your happiness shouldn't be dependent on your family biology either. Um, That's a really good point. Self-care. Find out what you can do to make yourself feel better. Mm -hmm. So what do you do to make yourself feel better?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nothing these days. I used to go play hockey, but the ice has melted and the compressors are off. And I go on a four-mile walk with you now.
0: In California, we have no ice where yeah. we live anyway. Nope. So we need compressors.
1: We need compressors for ice. So.
0: <laughs> All right. If you have anything else that you would like to add about jealousy or want us to talk about or further questions, feel free to write us, email, comment on our YouTube channel. Eric Subscribe, answers. Subscribe.
1: Thumbs up. Well, it's leave interesting. Thumbs up. I see you there. Because. Heather, you leave a thumbs up?
0: She did not. She left a happy, smiley, crying face. For you. Bummer. Um, But Eric is the one that answers all of our YouTube comments and write-ins. And I answer all of our Instagram. He's way better than me at this, by the way. What?
1: I don't think so at oh, all. Oh, for sure. How do you figure? I have so many oh, balls in the air. Oh, you mean like returning? Like, like, yes. Eric yeah. is
0: at is way better than I am about but returning stuff. But I don't have many So, but I answer social media and Facebook in our support group. So if, but also
1: if you guys ever want to talk to, you have a question for us, one individually, just because I'm not the Facebook runner doesn't mean that you can't ask me a question on there because Julie will, and it's happened before you'll come to me or I'll come to you. And it's like, Hey, so-and-so wants to know this. Like, what do you think? And we'll answer. So yeah, any way that we can help you guys just help me help you. (laughs) Is that a thing anymore?
0: (laughs) Moving on, (laughs) moving on. feeling like you have a gag order when the kids are around feeling like you have to walk on eggshells until they have to leave to or until they leave to go to their other parents house something to change or something to accept or playing a game
1: um that's something to change like if you're not comfortable in your own house and the way things are going like that's not okay like It's your house. Same thing with your kids. If your kids aren't comfortable and your kids feel like they have to walk on eggshells when stepmom or stepdad's around or um, their stepbrother or stepsister's around, like that's not all right, too. You want your home to be a safe space for everyone. And I know it's easier said than done, but truly it needs to be one of those things that, okay, there's a problem here. We need to fix it
0: yeah but I'm not talking about the kids having a problem.
1: You're talking about the parents, right? yeah, yeah, and that's that's still it it goes for anyone. That's my point. like it doesn't matter if it's the kids or it's the parents. like everyone needs to be
0: so you don't feel like parents should have to censor what they say um, or step parents or whatever, like whatever we shouldn't we can just talk freely in our house and whatever happens from that happens, or is it like no like we need to have a gag order we have we have no that's
1: still not all right though like i still like
0: but what do you do like how do you how does one because this is something that this is something that everybody who has two households and i remember when i was a step kid i would go to my dad's house and they would pump me for information And vice versa, I get home from my dad's house and my mom would pump me for information. Like, and it's not all bad. Like, it's like, what did you do? What did they say? You know, like everybody's just so curious about your kid's time. And um, it's hard because what parents do then is like whatever I said got used against the other parent. So the parents would play me between the two and then fight about it because whatever yeah. i said caused problems and then there's some kids who just cause problems and twist things that are said or there are that too like i feel like what parents need to understand is that kids will talk about both houses to each other because that's their life like that's part of yeah, it yeah so
1: realize that and but be like we're either you know, pick or choose. Like, there's times and place to have conversations about certain things. But I don't feel like that's just in blended families. I feel like that's in, you know,
0: yeah, regular you households have...
1: too, though. Like, yeah, yeah, like there's time and a place to talk about something, you know. like, Yeah, if, but
0: what about if something benign is said and then twisted and lied about?
1: Well, then that's a totally different issue. Like, then we need to figure that out with the kid or with the situation, you know, with that, with the... You know that's a totally different situation. That's like we shouldn't have to watch ourselves because of that. And you know,
0: but that's a real thing that tons of families deal with all the time. Right? It's not unique to.
1: How would you deal with it,
0: one family or another? You're pushing
1: me for this, so I don't have a. I don't. I'm just having to
0: have a conversation.
1: Me too. So how would you deal with it?
0: Deal with it. Um, I don't. I'm. I think that that's what I'm trying to figure out and having a conversation because I feel like a home should be a safe space. And I get like having boundaries on talking about things that are like inappropriate or things that are like, you're not going to talk openly about your frustrations with like, I'm not going to talk about openly with my frustrations with my kid's stepmom if I, I don't have any at the moment, but you know, like I'm not going to talk shit about something in front of my kids for it to go back to the other house like I do get those boundaries what I don't know how to deal with is when you're saying something that isn't derogatory yeah in but any it could way. be but
1: could it be something that could be taken wrong You know, because I know that's happened in our household. Things have been said.
0: Taken wrong? And
1: they've been, yeah, they've been not necessarily manipulated, but they've been taken out of context and thrown back to the other house or brought to our house totally different than the way that they came out and the way that they intended. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. So that's it. Like, so if, because I feel like anybody could take anything wrong. For sure. I could twist. It happens. Anything. Well, it happens
1: all the time. And that's you know? why I've almost like had to become more aware of what I'm saying and what I'm doing and the way I say it and the way I do it. Eggshells. Because, yeah, but I don't even know if I would call it eggshells. I mean, yes, we could. But it is. Like, yeah. no, but it's also, it's, it's, it's like the same way. Like, would you say you just got a brand new job, you know, working for, you know, The president of the United States. Are you going to go in there (laughs) and and talk the way that you do right now? The way that you even do on our podcast. No, but that's not my home. Okay, my workspace. Say that you get. Say that you get. Ooh. My 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 point is though. Say that you get a job at the church and you are working around church. Are you going to talk the same way that you do at church that you do at home?
0: No, but I'm talking about my house, not church.
1: Right, I know. So I need
0: to treat my house like church?
1: No, but you need to treat our family and our kids a certain way. So if you're like, well, this is a little, it's getting twisted because the way I talk, then they might think that the way we talk is an all right way to do things. And they might, you know, if we don't care what gets said, And we don't want to, do you see what I'm saying? If we want to walk around our house and drop the F-bomb all day, our kids are probably going to start eventually dropping the F-bomb. And (laughs) here we go. Like our kids' mouths have started to escalate a little bit because they listen to our podcast, love. So it's just, it is what it is. So if you, I feel like anything in life, if you don't want our kids to be a certain way, then- you can call it walking on eggshells, but you have to present yourself differently. Now we're
0: talking about our kids being a certain way. No, I'm, I'm talking I'm not, about... Oh, that wasn't even, like, the question.
1: I'm talking about things getting manipulated so. going to the other household, you know? Like, one thing gets said one way, and then it gets turned around and taken out of context to the other side. Is that not what we're talking about?
0: Hmm. Interesting. How do you guys handle this type of thing if you deal with... Things getting passed between households and then the wrath that happens because it's misinterpreted or, you know, it's like playing a game of telephone too. It's never like what ends up at the, you know, eight people down the row wasn't even what was said in the beginning. So there is a lot of room for like when you're repeating things anyway, it's never usually 100% correct. So how do you guys deal with this when you are dealing with this with kids going back and forth between homes? Yeah. Okay. Like, right? Like, I would yeah. love to know how you guys deal My point with it. to the
1: whole thing, though, is if if we don't want things taken out of context, if we, I feel like, I feel like any time, being a parent, we have to walk on eggshells to an extent, you know? Like, we totally do. It doesn't matter if we're a blended family or not a blended family, to an extent, if, yeah if we are who so we are the way to we accept. are. Yeah. But yeah. you can change things to a fat, like to a point as long as they're healthy for the whole family. Mm-hmm. Right. But you know, if it's, if it's something, you know, like every night I, I drink myself into oblivion and I pass out and puke on the couch, you know, but I don't ever want my kids to be like that. Like it's one of those things like, okay, well then I need to change my ways. I need to change my habits. Mm-hmm. Same thing for our mouths. You know, if we want to, talk a certain way or um you just learn to do things differently you know Mm -hmm. you have to if you don't if if you want things to go a certain way you have to do things a certain way like if you're aware that you know the way we talk about something can get manipulated and taken to the other household Mm -hmm. then doesn't mean that you have to walk on eggshells and not talk about certain things Mm -hmm. but it means that there's either a better time to talk about this or we need to talk about this differently so it isn't perceived as an attack on the other house and taken, you know, out of context. Does that make sense?
0: Mm-hmm. Just a it makes perfect I don't sense. Know. Uh-huh. Okay. Awesome. Um, Third question. Oh, okay. I'm going to read this. This is a listener wrote in and said, I have two boys age eight. I have two boys age eight that live with me half of the time. And she has one boy. I don't know if they're... Oh, I don't think they're married yet because that comes later. Okay, so he has two boys, eight years old, who live with him half the time. She has one boy. And that boy is out of the house. So her boy doesn't live with them at all. We are not married yet, only engaged. We have a joint account that we put in money for basic needs necessities mortgage food utilities etc right would you suggest combining finances when we are married or is that unfair since i have boys still at home
1: mm, i think i think you're looking at it wrong i think you're looking at it as mine and his his and mine you know you guys get married it should be Yours and yours. I mean, yes, they're biologically his and biologically yours, but at the end of the day... I think
0: it's a man writing in.
1: Okay. Or vice Yeah, whatever.
0: And just to like... I don't know if that changes anything or not.
1: It shouldn't. I think... No, I think at the end of the day, you guys want to be a family. You want to get married. You want to unite and be a team and be as one. You know, like do it. Be all in. Be as one. A lot of... Being married, and you and I talked about this today, a lot of being married is selflessness. You know, it's it's not getting to do exactly what you wanna do all the time you wanna do it. But it's kind of that same way for everyone. Like you have to learn to give and take a little, you know? It's not always about just you or just about just her or just about just the kid, you know? It, it, part of being a family is learning to, you know, give and take. Like I said, it's, you know, it's, it's a family, you know, that's what you do. Like you, you give up things for each other, but you also, you provide, you take, you know, I'm, we do different things for each other that, you know, like sometimes it feels like we're two separate households, but at the end of the day, it's like, well, we do a lot for one another. I do a lot for you. You do a lot for me. You know, our kids are involved in our family and, do different things you know it's 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 about becoming one you know
0: yeah and I think that the bigger question is what does marriage mean to you like I think that would be a good place to start when deciding to combine finances or to keep them separate you know like are you joining your lives or what is the point of getting married? And I know we've had, like, Eric's looked at me before and, like, what is the point of this if we're not going to do it all, right? Yeah. Like, you've had well, that conversation with yep. me, and that's and a good, I, so why don't you share that? Well,
1: and uh, here's the other thing, too. I know a lot of people, like, you've heard this before, you know, lot, you know, and, it, and it's been said both ways, but, you know, oh, marriage is 50-50. And then you guys have also heard, well, no, it's 100%, 100%. You know, and that's the thing that you have to think about, you know, and when you're married, it's about giving 100% of you emotionally, financially, um, you know, just whatever, whatever it means, what whatever 100% of you is. So you want to be a husband, you want to be a wife, you need to be a husband or a wife 100%. You need to be a father 100%, whether it's your kid biologically or not biologically, something hard comes and it's with your spouse's child, doesn't mean like, well, not biologically mine, like I'm out. You have now signed up, in my opinion, you have now signed up to be there through thick and thin, through the good times, through the bad times, you know, and it might not always be, you know, raining Christmas presents at the house, but it's our job to step up and help our spouse get through the hard times Help help our stepchildren get through the hard times you know and I would expect that in return vice versa you know if I ever have a problem you know with one of my kids I don't see you running for the hills or just stepping back and being like well not my problem good luck with that right
0: so yeah yeah and I you know we've shared before here that we started out with separate finances
1: yeah, for a long time.
0: Yeah, for years we've kept our finances separate and we did join them. And so I think this is something that we can speak to because we've lived both sides of that. How have you felt since we made the decision to join our finances? Like, did that shift anything for you as far as you feel like we're more a team or?
1: No, but like- our also our living situation, complete, not our living situation, our financial situation completely changed there, you know. You used to you used to have a you know, big time career and you know, provide and then went from having a career to having no career and if we were living separately, separate finances, separate lives, like you'd be really screwed right now, right? It would be like, well, you have to pay your own bills, like you have to you have to do everything and I don't think that's what we do. It's like, well, okay we've now combined and I'm going to put in, you know, there's been a time where you've earned more than I did and, and you had to step up differently. And I think that's part of us being a couple. It's part of us being, you're kind of rolling your eyes at it. What? I'm not. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I think that it's, there's just different times. Like it, not it, I might not always be in the position that I can be to provide a hundred percent for our family. And you might not always be in a in a position that you can provide a hundred percent for our family, but that doesn't matter. Like birthdays come, birthdays go like just because you were making money at a certain point in time and I wasn't making as much. doesn't mean that my kids had to suffer because of that. Like you'd step up and you change things and in vice versa. So it's part of being a team, a couple, you know, uh, being one. And I think that's just what families do. And that's part of marriage is, is complimenting one another, helping out where you can, when you can. And it's not always going to be even, it's not always going to be, you know, you providing exactly how much, you know, you need to for your kids. And then I provide exactly how much I need to for my kids. You know, we both provide as much as we can. And, And I'm not talking about just money wise, I'm talking about you know, love, support, um, helping with homework, helping with dishes, helping with, with laundry, you know, helping uh, whatever it might be, you know, it, it all takes something out of someone to make a family work. So if we're all invested in it, it's not always going to be even, but at the end of the day, it's all going to be whole, you know?
0: Yeah. Cool. All right. Last question. A listener wrote in and asked about child support. So she says, My husband pays child support like he should every month. I also have a child and receive child support from my ex. However, he is a great dad, and the ex and my husband split lots of things. Some court-ordered, like, co-pays on medical, and some just to be supportive, like, a graphing calculator. We are trying to budget and buy a new house. I don't ask my ex for money. I just assume that's what child support is for. So it throws me a little that she asks and he obliges. Yes, I know child support doesn't cover it all. I'm very aware. A few things I considered before writing this was, one, I don't want him to think I don't care about his kids by voicing a concern. Two, she makes a lot of money. Three, I am the breadwinner and pay most of the bills. Four, I have months that I have had to tell my daughter no because I didn't have the money. Five, we are thinking about buying another house that is more expensive and I need my husband to contribute more. Six, I feel like it's all on me. 7 I feel like there's no boundaries with the X which le- leads me to feel insecure. X with the X he goes over there still to fix things because the kids ask him to like the AC unit. My husband is very handy. 8 If she was struggling the kids would not miss out on opportunities, food, shelter, etc. I would totally, if she was struggling and the kids would too miss out on these opportunities or food or shelter, I would totally understand, but that's not the case. Am I just being a bitch? Am I too hung up on money? I pay for most of the groceries and his kids stay for weeks. If he has, he has a 16 and a 14 year old boy, they eat a lot. And yes, he contributes and I try very hard for him not to ask Him to treat, oh, and I try very hard for him not to ask to treat my daughter to things, just birthday.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, there's a lot involved there. But this, again, this is going to come down. It's got to be a conversation, you know, and just because he's providing, you know, extra for his kids, um, that is something that if you guys are going to change your budget, change your financial living you're cutting back with your kids, it's a conversation you need to have with them. It's a conversation that's like, you know, we're cutting back on all this. I know you like to pr- provide and help and do extra, but if we're cutting back, I'm not saying you can't do that anymore, but you're going to need to reel that in a bit too. Would you agree?
0: hmm Yeah. I mean, I think that you should be able to communicate about if you're married, and you have a spouse, you should be able to freely be able to discuss whatever it is. And I know that it's scary to have hard conversations that involve each other's kids because it's the most sensitive topic in all the land. But you, if you don't do anything to change it, you're just going to get more of the same. So are you going to let your fear of a hard conversation keep you in this place? Is that a life you want to live? You know, so I think you need to consider that as well. Um,
1: and then it comes to the thing about helping the other family or helping his ex-wife and, you know, what she's say, the furnace or whatever like that. Like, because the kids I, It ask. sounds
0: like the kids are asking, which right. it's like,
1: yes, I yes, feel like yes. that's
0: a manipulation tactic. Like,
1: But here's the I thing. Like we as adults can have those conversations with our kids and be like, look, you guys, you know, I I've done this for so long. Mommy and I are no longer together. It's it's no longer it's not appropriate. And you might have to you might have to read a book to them, you know, about what's appropriate. But you need to tell them and let them know like it's not okay for me to go over there. And I know I'm not speaking to him most likely right now. I'm speaking to his wife. And, but that's a conversation that you're gonna need to have with him and let him know that you're not comfortable with him going over there and fixing things because you know and and name out the reasons why name out how it makes you feel you know it might be because you know you're over there fixing the furnace where at your house you know you have a leaky faucet or whatever it might be that needs to be fixed and that's taking away from your household and you know if there's emotions involved in it what what are those emotions and how does this make you feel right
0: Yeah. I mean, it's boundaries that everyone needs to set. And when you're considering how to set boundaries, the number one thing you need to protect is your marriage. So everything that you do for the good of the entire blended family, because without the marriage, the blended family doesn't exist. Right. There's no step parent. There's no bonus anything. There's no it goes away. So it is super important to protect your marriage. And so therefore all boundaries set should be set in regards to that. How am we going to protect our relationship? And he might not need these boundaries, but you do. And that's part of marriage. Like men and women are very different anyway, but then we're just human. We have different needs. So what makes me upset doesn't upset him. What upsets him doesn't necessarily upset me, but we honor each other, and that's the point. And that's the point of boundaries and respect. And that's a value you took when you got married, right? Respect and honor, cherish whatever the vows you took are. But I think that that is the the bigger picture. That it's hard for bonus it not bonus. It's hard for bio parents to see past their own kids to into the marriage. Sometimes, like that's a reality seeing past your own children and putting your marriage first. It, it's not, it's hard. It's hard in blended families because your kids came first.
1: Yeah. And you care about your kids, you know, when your kids call and, you know, it's freezing cold outside and they're like, mama's furnace doesn't work. You know, you want to go over and help them. But this is also a very good lesson where you're like, well, listen, you know, I've got stuff going on at our household that really is a bummer like maybe you suggest to mom that she calls a repair guy you know a repair person and they come out and fix it for her you know have them go down that route because that's another thing too where it's very easy to get caught up in you know doing for your for your ex or your ex is calling because they need things done because For me we're not together anymore but it's for the children you know and children get turned into Mm -hmm. pawns and and manipulation pieces
0: yeah and like brooke just pointed out you know this is also why you pay child support
1: yeah i mean it's part of it and if you can't at the end of the day if you can't if you can't pay for your furnace to be repaired like maybe you're living in maybe living above your means You know, what can, you need to budget differently. But if that's not your household anymore, that's no longer your problem. Like, so that's, so from her point of view, that's probably a very frustrating thing where she's like, he's, he's paying for extra things. He's spending extra time. We're trying to accomplish something. Well, I'm just
0: trying to reverse the situation. And I'm like, if we had a leaky faucet and I called my ex-husband to come fix it.
1: Well, maybe, yeah, but my thought is maybe there's not another guy at the other household. Or, you know? like, a,
0: a, any kind of male figure.
1: Or a female figure who can fix things. That's I mean, true.
0: Females can fix things, <laughs> not me. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, yeah.
1: Yeah. But, you know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things, like, yes, in a situation like this, like, calling ex-husband because she doesn't have a boyfriend or a new husband, you know, whatever may be Mm -hmm. the other thing is too. a very good suggestion is be like you know what sorry you guys I can't make it right now but depending on how old the kids are find them a video on YouTube how to fix something you know maybe the furnace might not be the great thing but you know fixing a leaky faucet it's something that you can teach a child to do I know it seems like it might be.
0: No, I mean, he has a 16 and 14 year old, both yeah, boys. Yeah,
1: dude, that's totally like if <laughs> if if I were to die tomorrow and the house needed a full repair, our boys could take care of it. Our daughter could get on the ladder and fix something. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those things It's up to us parents to teach them. So if there's something going on at the other household, especially at those ages, send them a YouTube video, you know, and be like, here, here's what you need. You know, I might not be able to help you and, you know, uh, maybe you go as far as like, I'll swing the tools by for you real quick. I can't stay, but I'll, I'll, br- I'll get you the tools and bring them back with you next time you come. You know, what I mean? just that's the, really, just really good things. advice.
0: You know, teaching the boys to step up is really, really good advice. And also it's something I feel like a father could feel good about, you know, and yeah. letting them take the reins they are old enough uh, if i unless i'm just misreading this but that's really really good but advice if little
1: things happening right now and you know it's happening maybe have that talk with your husband you know and be like hey we need to start teaching them things like they're almost at that age and they really are they're almost at that age whether they need to fix things at mom's house or maybe you just want them to help around your own house let's start teaching them let's 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 learn them how to do things right
0: yeah and it is kind of this this question of child support goes back to kind of the financial question before this one of just, you know, when you're married, are you sharing finances or are you keeping them separate? And if you're holding back, you know, marriage is all in. And so when you have one foot in the water and, you know, one foot out, because finances is a huge, huge thing in marriage. I mean, how many marriages break up because of finances? You know, it's the number one breaker upper of normal marriages. Right. You know, so, um, I think it's something you really have to look at, like, and stop comparing, well, I bring in most of the income. And if that's the place that you're operating from, is that the place your heart is coming at your blended family and your husband from with this chip on your shoulder, like this tit for tat? Well, I'm making all the money. You have none of the money and I'm going to make you feel bad about having none of the money and I'm having most of the money, you know, if that's like the place that you're operating from, that's um, that's going to set the tone for how a lot of your marriage and interactions are going to go. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Oh, for sure. Like, like you're yeah. not fully in and but so... You,
1: yeah, but you also have to remember too, tables can turn. I mean, there's the, uh, things happen every day. You know, accidents happen, illnesses happen, companies go under, uh, I'm, uh, there's thousands of things that we can't even fathom, you know, and, and we have, we have witnessed this, we have seen this, you know, and, uh, we've seen it go both ways. And it, at any time, either of us have wanted to be selfish, it totally would have blown up in the other one's face by now. And it's like, luckily we haven't been that way. So be careful of going about things. Like you said, it sets the tone for your relationship. And, um, Not really what goes around comes around, but there's always that possibility. So be careful. You're in a relationship. You are a couple. You're a one-on-one. You're a whole family. Like, treat it like a whole family. Treat them as they are you and just do the best for everyone.
0: And maybe you have a boundary that you put in place. Like, you guys are both paying child support. So you're both contributing to the other households financially. And so because of that, maybe you guys just have an understanding that, hey, anything extra above and abo- above and abo- above and beyond. and beyond, thank you, our child support obligation, you know, I'm not talking 20 bucks, but I'm saying like if it's $100 or more, put a price on it. We talk about it first. Like we just have a conversation like this is the need. Can we meet it? This is the need. Can we meet it? And when you put it as like a need and not a want, like... Um I was gonna say Game Boy, but do they even have Game Boys anymore? That <laughs> ages world. me a lot. You know, like a boom box. <laughs> you know, like a record
1: player before bed.
0: <laughs> is it a need or a want? You know, if it's a need and our children need something in the other home, and can we make it happen together? Let's look at our finances and see if it's in the budget. And if you become budget minded and a team with your spouse, it shifts also if you start treating it like a teammate situation and not that you have something above him or you're holding something over him or vice versa, and this goes for anyone, not just this person, but when you come at your spouse, like, let's be a team, let's figure it out together. If it is it in our budget? If you become budget-minded and team-minded, then they will jump on that bandwagon too and eventually that is how their mind will work you can lead by example here that's a really really actually good advice not to toot my own horn toot but toot, toot. <laughs> but if you come at it like that you know so maybe you set that boundary and that helps you where you're like okay beyond our fight what do you think a good number hundred dollars
1: yeah hundred dollars is great no, that's know. wonderful. Yeah, I mean, whatever works for you guys, honestly. Set your own boundaries. Set your own budgets, you know, and really start working together as a team. And as you oh. approach things as a team. Do we have time for a little better.
0: question to sneak in? Okay, I'm bringing that music right back now. Sorry. Well, <laughs> right. Tina408 has know. a question.
1: What's
0: up, Tina? <laughs> oh, um, no, we're good, we're good. So she says, what if one partner wants to continue to pay what they did before marriage, but the other partner feels like the cost should be shared because child support is given.
1: I, it, it's again, it's a conversation that you need to have. It's one of those that whatever works best for you and your family, but if it's going to be a concern or it's going to be an issue, like you need to have this conversation. If it's something that's bugging you, I'm the one bringing in all the money um, yet you're spending it however you want. You're going to the other household If it's making you feel a certain way, you need to talk about that because the longer you keep this inside, the more more resentment you're going to build up and the unhealthier.
0: Yeah, and I think that it's interesting to me that uh, I'm curious about people's idea of what marriage is. Because it seems like we did one thing before marriage and then we got married and things are still the same after marriage.
1: And never changed.
0: And I'm just wondering, what does marriage mean to you? Is marriage really joining your lives and joining everything? Is that what marriage is? It may not be for you, but traditionally marriage is combining, joining your lives, every part of your lives including finances. That's
1: actually a really good thing. Like if you guys aren't married yet, you and your husband or not you and your husband, you and your your boyfriend or your girlfriend and you're engaged or you're thinking about getting to that point. We've talked about this before, I think, but that's a really good thing. What is marriage to you? What is what is this commitment going to change for us? What do what do I want for us out of getting married? Why is why What's are we, the point of us getting married in the first place? Why are we getting right.
0: married? Is it just so nobody fucks around on the other person? Oh. Like, is because some people think there it's
1: it whoa, some people,
0: but some people think commitment only comes to not cheating, right? Like, commitment is so much more than just not cheating, commitment is commitment to finances, commitment to each other's kids, commitment to each other's mental. Um, and emotional well-being commitment to health
1: amen to mental
0: you know commitment to building a life together and supporting each other like commitment doesn't just mean okay we're just gonna exclusively date and sleep with each other now forever because that's what marriage means right so I think that it's very confusing and I wrestled with this a lot you know in the financial realm like but I think I'm as I'm more in the word, you know, I'm doing Bible studies and things like that and just learning about, is challenging me a lot in a lot of ways, but it is like, what do we think commitment is? It, does it just apply in two out of three areas? You know, is there like one eighth that we get to just go do our own thing and the rest of the other seven eighths will commit, but this one thing, we're just going to kind of be separate. Is that marriage?
1: What does it look like to you guys? Comment below, right? Comment below.
0: Maybe it is. People have open marriages that that one they they're out. They're if like,
1: that, and if that's your thing, make it known before the commitment or as soon as you know, try not to keep it a secret. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you guys, thank you for tuning in with us for our blended life craziness. So anything you want to add besides subscribe, leave a thumbs up, Leave a review. Um, And like Julie said earlier, contact us. If you guys have anything you want to talk about or be a part of this, we're always on 7.30 Pacific Standard Time every Thursday live. So join us, you guys, live on our YouTube or on Instagram. And we are just so grateful that you are all here with us.
0: Yeah. Bye. (laughs) Bye, you guys.